while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Uh, 508-996-0500. The phone lines are blowing up a bit. We got um, we actually only got one line open if you want to call in. Uh, this would be a great time to have all of my podcasts uploaded in real time. But import- unfortunately, I'm very annoyed by it. There's a technical difficulty going on with the podcast uploading system. So I won't have them uploaded by tomorrow morning. Uh, I'll probably have them up by tomorrow morning. But um, I'm here till 10. You can give me a call at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get in the program. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Good evening. You're live. Hi. Hey. Uh, this is Wendy, a uh, resident of New Bedford. I called and actually spoke uh, on Tim's show Friday. Sure. I remember. Um, in re- okay. Um, I'm calling back now because I caught a segment of Mr. Oliver's um call in earlier today um but after the fact so i wasn't able to call sooner and i just wanted to address something that he said um kind of also piggybacking off of what mr pollock said earlier and that um just just i um i didn't mean any harm i didn't mean anything insensitive is just it's it's inept it's not really an apology and i think it's a bigger question that needs to be asked that has not been asked because um, Mr. Oliver called earlier, called in earlier today and said um, everyone should still feel confident that I will be able to represent them equally and fairly. And um, and he can say like all he wants, what his intentions are, but he's not explaining how. And and after what's happened, um, I, I think he owes that to that community. Um, to, to he's done something that has broken. Um, some of the confidence and the trust that he needed from certain members of the community with with those posts um, and his, you know, to begin with. And then on top of that, his response to those being shared publicly and made, you know, made broadcasted widely so that everybody knows what he's done previously. I mean, he, instead of addressing them, instead of being apologetic for them right off the bat, instead of owning it, or, or even trying to understand, you know, you're not trying to understand the problems if you're saying, um, I don't see what the problem is, or I didn't mean that. That's, that's not that's not learning from the mistake and, and instilling, reinstating the confidence that was lost from people whose vote you're asking for. Um, but yeah, the other problem, too, is, um, and I think that this is important for everybody to know, he stated earlier today that um, he knew me. And that he has been served by me at LaPlace. Yeah. And in, in stating that, I, I can't help but wonder what is the point of stating that? To me, it's to paint a picture of I am an ally of that community. I've gone into that business. I've been a, a patron of that business. And in establishing that familiarity, to me, that's the whole point of saying what he said. And... Um, that's bothersome to me because that was a flat out 
mistruth. I have never served him ever. And I know that for a fact. So that means he would have to know that for a fact. So for him to state that on the air to everybody is very misleading. And, and it doesn't instill, again, you're, if you're trying to ingratiate yourselves, yourself to people whose trust and confidence you've, you've um, kind of lessened with your behaviors, more, more mistruths or, or more dodging of things or more saying, saying things aren't accurate or, is not the way to do that. So you're saying, because he said, I, I heard him say that earlier today, that he said he's been to a place that you've served him, that he's gone there and he's he's been dancing there um, uh, so, on, before. What, what I will say, I'm not saying that his entire statement was in, I, I, I feel it only truth. I, I am not saying that his entire statement is untrue. I'm saying I don't know about his entire statement. The only part of his statement that I will say absolutely is not true is I have never served him. Okay. That's not true. Absolutely 100% confident that that's not true. I've never served him. I'm not saying he's never gone to a place. I'm not saying he's never danced there. I'm never. I'm not saying any of that because I can't speak to that. What I can speak to is that I've never served him. And if I know I've never served him, then how can he state so confidently unless he's doing it intentionally for some ulterior motive that I have when I know for a fact that I have not? So, um, and just for people who don't know, you are, uh, you're, you're a bartender at La Place, which is the no. only... No, I'm, I'm not a bartender at La Place. I work at La Place. I'm not a bartender. Okay, That's you... how I know. I've never served him. Okay, you worked at La Place, and La Place is, for people who don't know, is the only gay bar in the city, right? Well, yes, in this area, correct. In this area. Well, in... Definitely the most longstanding one, correct. Right. Okay. Um, it's, I, I would say it's definitely more of an inclusive atmosphere now. It, it, was, it was based on that premise and established on that premise, and it certainly um, serves that is the majority of the clientele that it serves. However, I see people from all walks of life come in there now, and, it, and it's definitely um, way more inclusive than it ever ever has been. Um, and so, I, I, like I said, I don't stare at every person that walks in the door. I'm not, I don't work there every single night. So I'm not going to say, no, he's never been there or no, he's never danced on the dance floor. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I've never served him. 100%. I have never served him because I'm not a bartender there. So Wendy, the bartender doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. I appreciate you clarifying that. And to your thing, uh, I wanted to also, you said something earlier about, uh, you know, he said he didn't mean to hurt anybody. What you're saying is his memes are necessarily like hurtful or uh, it doesn't matter what your intention is it's what, what matters is how it's received and if you don't take the time to stop and think about how something you're sharing or posting or saying may be received then you're not showing that you have the capability to show to to learn that to have the forethought of that to have the sensitivity of that and then on top of that when someone tells you that you've done something it doesn't matter what your intention was but if something that you've done has hurt them you don't get to tell them that they're wrong. You don't get to tell them, well, my intention was not that. So you're, so that negates it. No, that doesn't negate it. It's a learning lesson and a learning opportunity. And if you're not willing to learn how you can do better and be better, and the first part of that is listening to what people are saying, apologizing for your mistake. Because, I mean, we can track it up to a mistake, but you've got you've to own that it was a mistake to begin with, not a not a whoops that's that's not a big deal no don't brush it under the rug you don't get to offend somebody and hurt somebody and then brush it under the rug and and try to make it um 
you know, less less of, a, of an impact on somebody else that way. That's not how that works. It's called being human. And I can accept that people make mistakes. That's not the problem. The problem is that when you do them and then you don't own them and then you want to represent, you want to be a representative of the people who you've offended and hurt. And then you didn't, you didn't correct the situation in an appropriate way. Then how are they supposed to feel confident or safe with you as their representative going forward? Wendy, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you. 508-996-0500. We have one phone line open. Good evening. Good evening. Wow. Lots of feelings being hurt. Um, good thing uh, feelings don't run government. But I understand. Well, I, I mean. Or, I, I do understand, the, you know, people's feelings being hurt. But, um, you know, I, I, I think as to feeling safe, I understand a very small percentage of people with their feelings hurt. I get it. But we got to understand. It doesn't really matter how small of a percentage of people are offended by it, does it? No, no, but okay. I, it just seems like a, a, a certain group. You know, these are all people that are lined up calls. You know this, Marcus, right? They're all part of the same group that push people into politics. And, and, and they're doing this as a last-ditch effort to try and, you know, win because they're behind, they're in second place. Are they? I mean, let's be honest here. But anyway, can I please finish? Yeah, of course. I think the people in in that ward uh, uh, want, want want to feel safe. Okay, when they when they feel safe, they have police, right? That can come into the into their neighborhoods. They're not going to have counselors. They're not going to feel safe when there's shootings or stabbings or whatnot in the neighborhood. You're not going to send a counselor there. You know, nobody's talking about the fact that she. Uh, has publicly spoke about this. Her her page is now private. You can't go look for any memes or anything that she's uh, uh, posted about, uh, you know, uh, when they were having the, the uh, uh, protests slash riots uh, in the city. What riots and, happened? Well, hold on. What riots happened in New Bedford? There were no riots. There was I, no riots. I, in Carlos, New I, Carlos, I went to I went to at least two of those protests. It didn't it didn't break out into a riot. Where, where were the it, riots? There were riots and protests in New Bedford, correct? I mean, a small riot, but there was a riot. Uh, I, I, your your memory's different than mine on that. Uh, well, I have video footage. It's not that's my fair. memory. That's fair. Okay. You know, I don't say things you know without having backup. I'm not just sure. making this stuff up to make it but, up. But but I, I don't know. I don't know how this is pertinent well, to the conversation. Because, you know, nobody's bringing up the fact that this woman's backed by people that believe in communism. You know. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about the fact that she, at one time, spoke about uh, 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 defunding the police. Did she? Yes. Where? Uh, I have some of it on my page that I that I saved that I uh, screenshotted. Okay. I uh, mean, you I can't access. It. I've been looking for for the for, for the evidence, but you can't access her page. She's she's been schooled by obviously professionals, and they told her to block her page. You cannot find anything on her page her person her, pers not, her well, personal not, her friend, so. not her campaign page her personal facebook page her, her personal right i, yeah, I, I mean I they're think finding that's things on on this gentleman on his personal page right yeah yeah they're finding on his of course you know so you know am i saying it was stupid yeah of course it was stupid to post that crap of course yeah the guys apologized i would never do it of um, course it was stupid 
I don't know if he's. You know, I don't know if he's actually apologized. Your feelings were hurt. Okay, the guy apologized, right? I, I, I don't think so. So, just a couple of things, uh, Carlos. Uh, first of all, I'm not sure that he apologized. Like he never said, "I'm sorry." He did say, "I regret it." Um, I don't know if he apologized for it. He did say, "I regret it," though. Um, well, he said he didn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, he did say that. He said he didn't mean to. Um, and, and I believe he him. said that wasn't his intention. Sure, I okay. believe him. You know, I don't know the guy very well, but you know, from the research I've done, I know people nowadays hate when, when you you throw the word family man around. I know that's like a freaking swear word now. But he is. He's a family man. He, he works hard. And, and I'm sure uh, Miss Amaral does, too. But he's, he, he's not a bad person. Don't judge this guy that's putting up his own money. Not money that, that's coming from uh, 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 outside the city. Not money that's coming from special interest groups, uh, uh, social justice groups or whatever it is, that, that tend to pick and choose who they want to go after, but allow certain politicians to slide. Right? Well, isn't that... Right? Well, isn't that isn't that what they? Yeah, of course they pick and choose who they want to go after because right. they support certain you candidates. Know, so why, why, yeah, but, why but I don't I don't know, know what it's I don't know what they're supporting a candidate. So well, why wouldn't I would they? Take, I would take them more serious. Listen, if if, if they fought for more uh, situations in the city that, that that has occurred, you know, for not only trans but for women, because uh, at the end of the day they want us to, to to treat them like women. So let's fight for all women, right? Uh, you know, you had a certain counselor, I'm not going to say his name, uh, fight for a certain situation, uh, and he's still in the power position of power, and nobody's come forward to say at least question it or, or mention it, and now all of a sudden, because of these stupid memes that he regrets posting, right, that I looked at, and I bet even the people that are offended probably smirked and laughed. I, I mean, think it wasn't. Here's the thing. I mean, it wasn't anything that crazy. Here's the thing, Carlos. That that whole the other council you're talking about. That situation was very public, and the the voters have had an opportunity twice already to have a referendum on that, and they've voted that that council in both times pretty solidly. So this isn't this is a little bit different in the fact yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. But but no one's really spoke about it but me. And and, and when it first that's not broke, true, he went to Carlos. Last Carlos, place. that's not true. Carlos, that's he went not to true. Last place, nobody's talked about it. In well, that. last last place, but he won by a thousand votes, Carlos. I mean, it's not like well, the, I'm waiting for somebody to to to, to get the the records. You know, you know, the only way you're gonna do it is if he sues you, and then you can subpoena everything. But Carlos, yeah. I got a bunch of calls online. I appreciate you calling yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff people need to start talking about. You know what I mean? All right, thanks Especially for communists trying to take over the the, the city council. Uh, she, uh, Marlene Pollock's already got a few people in there. Let's just keep allowing it to happen, right? Thanks for the call, Carlos. I appreciate it. Thank you. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Got one line open. Good evening, Marcus. Good evening. Hey, Mike. What's up? Not much. How are you, sir? Good. How you doing? Good. Good. I really think the, uh, and I, I know you're going to agree, but I, I honestly believe I think the weather here plays a bigger factor in this race tomorrow than any Mimi on Facebook. I, I actually agree. I mean, I, listen. I, I don't think the the memes are like a, a thing that's not serious. I think they. I think there was definitely warranted discussion. But the the snow tomorrow is is definitely a bigger X factor for sure um, because of voter turnout and people's willingness to go to the polls. You know, when I we were doing Hughes campaign, I would keep talking about it, but it's like literally the same exact situation. Um, it was a terrible, terrible downpour that day, and I think we ended up getting fewer people in the general than we did in the preliminary because of that. 
It's so, a major factor. And again, exactly what you said, not that what was out on Facebook is not a factor. I'm just saying that the weather is going to definitely be a bigger factor. And it's whose camp can get the voters, especially the elderly and the disabled, to the poll and get that vote in their favor. Sure. That could possibly win this election because now I see this election could possibly come down to 15 or less votes victory on either side. Yeah. That, I think that's why the I think that's why the Facebook posts are are a real factor too because I, I said that before if that changes just you know ten ten people's minds that's that's that could be the difference in this election I mean they're yeah, basically it, starting it, from it, zero it could, both it of them. Could. and you know I hear this about stacking up alls in in favor of one let me tell you something I've been in this game for forty five years. And it's been going on for 45 years. It's just smart. If you can get the people to do it, it's to your advantage. Right. So why not, if you've got strength, then you play to your strength. It doesn't matter what it is. George Rogers would give you a scripted question, and he'd have 12 or 15 callers lined up with those questions. And he would dominate the hour that he was on with questions that he knew was coming. It, it, it's been going on for years in this city. And if you don't think that people have been digging stuff up on people for years, man, these people better. Well, that's the game. I mean, that is that's part of it. That's part. It's kind of just part of the game, right? You gotta. That's and you, if you're in politics, you, you got to make sure. I mean, first of all, you got to delete your Facebook posts, right? I've, right. I've worked with I've worked with elected candidates. I've worked with candidates before, and they've they've combed through their Facebook and just anything that was even slightly perceived as problematic, they they got rid of, right? A lot of them. I'm you got to do it. Hear, and then I hear Carlos, and I got nothing against Carlos saying she's made her Facebook great. <laughs> then she's smarter than her opponent. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. I, I'm not trying yeah. to. I, 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 I agree. I, I agree. I, I agree with that. In this fight, you know? I, so, hey, listen, we'll talk tomorrow after the election. We'll see what's going on. And you have a great night, my friend. You as well. Thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. 508-996-0500. We've got, again, one line open. Phones are blowing up. Good evening. Marcus, real quickly, do we have any idea, getting down into the weeds a little bit, uh, how many people voted absentee? Uh, I haven't checked. We can I can check tomorrow, but I haven't checked. Oh, probably okay. probably a negligible amount. There were like, I think there were not actually not negligible because every vote is going to be really critical in this in this election. I would say my ballpark would be like thirty. That's it. Wow. I would okay. th I would think my ballpark would be like thirty, but yeah. I think there were yeah. like twenty applications returned last time. Um, twenty absentees returned last time, but if there's more, I'll you know I'll, we'll we'll find out. Yeah, I think that would be a signal on 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 uh, the interest. Uh, uh, so not having that number, okay. But mm -hmm. yeah, okay. I I didn't hear an apology either. Uh, you know, he, uh, for me, if I was in Ward Three. Uh, and the memes upset me. Uh, 
I haven't heard an apology yet. That's the way I would look at it. Okay. You know, yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Good show. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. 508-996-0500. One line open. Good evening. I heard an apology, and maybe I didn't hear, I am sorry. I don't know how many times sometimes people have to apologize in the terms the other people want to hear, but I heard I regret doing that. I never intended to hurt anybody. That's not really who I am. I mean, I might have thought there was some humor in an off-color joke. Mm-hmm. People used to actually think jokes were funny. Jokes used to actually be Yeah, funny. I don't think those... I mean, I personally don't think those, those posts are funny either, but... Um, Maybe they're not they're funny. Not, but yeah. what I'm saying is, you know, it's, it may be smarter, like you, you know, like you guys were just saying. One candidate scrubbed all their stuff, and the other one. Every candidate, every 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 candidate does that. At least tries to. But what I'm saying is, okay, maybe this guy isn't a seasoned, polished. Make sure everything that comes out of your mouth is supposed to be what it is. We have a president that says a lot of things that aren't necessarily maybe what he meant to say. But what I'm saying is, I feel just listening to him there. He sounds genuine. He doesn't sound like he's trying to be nasty and hurt people's feelings. He thought something, I I don't even know what the posts were, because now he's probably been told to scrub his too. But he kept it open and transparent. If if she... it's worth no, noting. It's okay. it's it's worth noting. We were we were doing a verification of those posts. Some of them were already deleted. So some of them yeah, were already deleted I've by the time we them, were getting the verification. All I've heard of them so was, just, was what somebody said, you know, on on the air about the post mm-hmm. in another day. But what I'm saying is there was a ca- there was a caller. I think it was the first one this hour that was saying, um, you know, he was calling to say how it was offensive to what he considered his community or yeah, whatever. The, 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 the president of the South Coast LBGTQ network. Okay. So yeah. what he had said was he was trying to describe how it's, you know, offensive and whatnot. And he said he would like to meet with the counselor and have him meet with a group of people. And this is the word he used. I would like him to experience the violence and the X, Y, and Z that, that offends people. But I don't think he meant, I didn't automatically take it as, oh, you guys are all going to get him together and, and, like, inflict violence on him. It was just that the guy probably was misspeaking. I don't think he was going to inflict violence. But he said, I want him to experience the violence, not to bear witness to uh, what we've experienced as violence. So the, the way I see it is he said something that probably didn't come out worded the way he wanted it yeah, to. But and sometimes, unfortunately, on social media, people read something, find it humorous in some way, and repost it. Maybe yeah, you yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I guess. But there's a, there's a, I mean, there's more. It was If it was just one post, you know, it's like, oh, just a, a you know, lapse in discretion. There was a, there was more than one post. Right. It might be so. it was a lack of discretion, but I don't think it was, um, I hate, you know, people of a certain community. I don't, I honestly don't think that's, that was what his intention was. Sure. But also, if there's another candidate running, because this, this person said, you know, they experience so much violence and hatred and, you know, malintent from others in the community, supposedly. Supposedly they're getting attacked and whatever this is. Why then would you feel that it's good 
to defund the police, and we're now we're in a deficit. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. I just want to be clear about something. There is nobody in this election, nor nobody tonight, that has called for the defunding of police. Not a single caller, nor were there, any, nor has there been any the candidate. Not yep. through the election, but prior to the election, okay. before they got to scrub their page and whatnot, supposedly, at least this is what a prior caller said, was they were were calling for, you know. I can't, I can't verify that. I haven't seen it. I, I can't verify that either, but this is what I'm saying. When people say things and then the other people think that's what they've heard, you know, what I'm saying is if, if you're a, a community that gets um, an undue amount of violence, you know, inflicted upon your, your community, why would you be the same community or, or at least the same candidate, um, you know, proposing to like saying that they represent this community and they're more aligned with them? Why would defunding the police and having a deficit in the police department benefit anybody in the whole community? Sure. Like how is that if, that were, if that were, a, if that were, if that were an issue being raised by somebody who is criticizing Mr. Oliver, I guess you could make that point here. But it is not an issue being raised right now that we know of by somebody criticizing Mr. Oliver. It's not. It's just not an issue that's been talked about. In fact, it's not an issue that's been talked about in a while. I think defunding the police is a boogeyman that's used by um, conservatives. But it's, at, it's at one point. It might not have been talked about during this campaign or, or closely prior because people are now trying to distance themselves from certain things that they align themselves with. So what I'm, so what I'm saying is maybe people aren't thinking through some of those decisions either. Like the police is the enemy. We got to make them feel that they want to leave that profession or get forced out of the profession or whatever. Sometimes, you know, those, those are things that affect the entire community. And, and the same thing, if something were to break out at that particular bar that they were talking about, they're going to want the police there if something's out of hand. So, you know, I, I just, I just don't know either of these candidates. But I don't necessarily, from what I've gathered, I don't find that one was deliberately being insensitive, and I find the other one may have had more advice on how to clean up or act in, before, before the election. So I find huh. one coming straight from the heart and being more honest, honest and genuine, and I find the other one maybe being a little bit more what people want her to say is coming out of her mouth. So uh, to me, I, I try to go with somebody who actually is trying to be in tune with, with people in the community and not necessarily uh, um, groups that are trying to run them for some reason. Right, th so thanks, that's, that's the way I feel. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thanks. 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're live. Uh, good evening, Marcus. Uh, let me say you're doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, and I don't always agree with your political ideology, but doing a great job. Thanks. I appreciate you know, it. The Coalition for Social Justice is sponsored by, it's, should I say, funded by George Soros. So if you want a George Soros... I can't, I can't, conf I can't confirm that either. I don't, I don't know that that's true. I, well, well, I, know that was can, I know that was talked fact, about like in the sheriff's election, but I have no... I have. Well, well, you may deny it, but... Uh, you're entitled to that. And I'm as far as us uh, Christians, 
Catholics and Christians, we're still waiting for an apology from Mayor John Mitchell, who uh, shut down all the, all the churches were shut down, the police were to patrol, make sure no one was going to church, but what? liquor stores, supermarkets were open, what... gas stations were open. So if that's about your feelings and your constitutional rights, the mayor owes all Christians an apology, and we're still waiting. Well, we have the mayor on Wednesday. I'll ask him well, if, if he wants to make that apology. When he comes on, he owes us an apology because our constitutional rights were violated. If this is about feelings, the LGBTQ, wanna, they want to protect their freedoms. Well, we also, as Christians, want our freedoms protected under uh, constitutional rights. Yeah, I think it's a lot easier to be a uh, Christian in this country than it is to be a member of the LGBTQ community. Well, uh, definitely, it's a constitutional yeah. right, correct? It's a constitutional right. Under the U.S. constitutional, you have freedom of religion? Yeah, you have, a, you, you have a freedom of association as well. You have a freedom to be yourself. That's all protected. Why your, was that violated? Your religion, your, your, Mitchell. Your, your, this is all, you know this what is, it this is. is uh, not, this is not pertinent. This is not pertinent. Well, you know, yeah, it's per Let me just say it's one pertinent. thing Listen. in closing, Marcus. Okay. This is a shell game. It's all a shell game. It's uh, the Christians are persecuted, and uh, nobody says anything. All right, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I gotta, I gotta hit this break. I think Car uh, Carmen Amaral's on the line. We'll talk to her when we get back. Listen to us live. Any uh, Carmen Amaral, Ward Three candidate. Hey, Carmen. Oh, sorry, the phone slider is down. Um, so, uh, Carmen, um, before we get started, just if you want to, you know, give the audience your uh, your elevator pitch. Uh, the election is tomorrow. Sure. Yeah. I hope. I hope the snow doesn't deter people. Uh, you know, we really want really want folks out at the polls. I um, yeah, I know folks have been following my campaign, and and I immigrated here when I was real young. I was four years old, came from St. Michael. I grew up right by Amaral's Fish Market, and uh, I'm an immigrant. I've got that usual immigrant story, right? I had to translate and learn all the systems for my family, and be an advocate from a young age. And that that my hard work, my advocacy started when I was real little. And it's continued. I, um, you know, it was like, hey, we came here uh, for you to work hard and, you know, make a good life for yourself. And that's what I did. Uh, put myself through school, working in restaurant jobs. I did that class in my 30s. Um, ended up in education. And now I'm an educational leader and I'm the board president of a nonprofit. So, I mean, I know that I represent the working class in New Bedford, I have that lived experience, and then my professional skill set and my education, being able to bring together uh, diverse groups to come to, uh, you know, come to the resolution, even though people have differing opinions, it's things like budget management and uh, making and evaluating policies, that's part of what I do, and I'm, I'm the best person to represent the ward and the city. So, Carmen, um a lot's been said about your opponent's uh, posts that have been discovered. Um, they've been discovered by an organization that has supported your uh, your campaign. Um, but their posts that uh, we've heard a lot of members of the community even calling in tonight uh, call, um, quote unquote, transphobic. Um, uh, some say um, misogynistic. Um what uh, is your? Uh, I know you've you've said you know there's an article on WBSM that you have comments on, but what's your what's your comments on um, those posts by your opponent? Listen, I think that an elected official is responsible for representing 
every member of their community. And so you have to be you have to be thoughtful about that. You need to make sure that you are not don't use harmful speech. You you don't put things out there that are, are is going to be divisive. We're at such a precarious time. There's so much divide. That's not what we need from our elections. And I feel that I will I bring people together. Uh, you've also. Um, there's also been some criticism that you are tapped by left-leaning special interests like the Coalition for Social Justice. Your opponent um, sort of hinted at that. Some callers have talked about that before, um, that you have organizational support, whereas your opponent said he's campaigning on his own with the help of a friend and some family members. Um, what do you, what, what, what do you, um, what's your thoughts on that? I do have organizational support. Uh, I mean, and it really shows that the community believes in me, right? Isn't that what organizational support does? Uh, nobody knows what it takes uh, better than elected officials, um, the right person for the job, and I have the support of electeds. Uh, nobody understands the working class better than our union, so I have support of the union. Um, you know, we have lots of complex problems in the city, and they're going to require a collective solution. It, it's a strength. It's a strength to be able to unite diverse stakeholders. And, uh, you know, the quality of my campaign and my presentation, that's a reflection of my professionalism. That's a reflection of my leadership. That's a reflection of my skills, being able to bring people together, work towards a common goal, find people with the right skills to get jobs done. Uh, it's something I'm really proud of. We're speaking with Carmen Amaral. She's a um, she's a, uh, a candidate for Ward Three City Council. She is on the ballot. Uh, she is on the ballot tomorrow. So, uh, Carmen, there's been um, a lot of uh, there's been a lot of discussion lately in the last city council meeting here on this program, on other programs about the council's relationship with the mayor, with Mayor Mitchell. If you're elected tomorrow. Um, what do you anticipate your uh, relationship with Mayor Mitchell is going to be? What are, what are your thoughts on Mayor Mitchell as um, as a mayor, as a as as um, as an elected official? Listen, I think you need to go in. I need to go in, and I need I need to listen first and foremost. I need to listen to the mayor, to council members, and to constituents. That's the number one job of a public servant, and that's what a city councilor does, right? Uh, I think Mayor Mitchell has done some good things for the city, and there are other things that people really have questions on. And uh, it's my job to be the voice for the people. I know you had asked about, you know, who do, who do you see that you're aligned with? And it really is, um, like I said, a listening session first, right? Uh, trying to understand where where everyone plans on going. What, it, what is everyone's uh, pathway? So uh, we're speaking with Carmen Amaral. She's a Ward 3 City Council candidate. Um, Carmen, I, I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else you want to leave the audience with before I let you go? Uh, just, you know, listen, I, I've got a, I've been for, I'm from the city. I have that experience. Been here since I was four years old. Grew up working class. And, you know, uh, I think the difference is my, my skills, the, the professional skills I, I bring to the table and my ability to work with different groups of people and make people feel heard. So, you know, I look forward to everyone's support tomorrow at the polls, despite the snow. Thanks for calling, Carmen. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. That was Carmen Amaral. I got to take another break. I'll be right back. 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. Introduce. WBSM isn't just a broadcast, it's also a podcast. Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider.
Welcome back. Uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. Um, we're also taking your messages on the WBSM app chat. Uh, just looking at, we might have some, we have some app chat messages that are up now um, that I am trying to look at in real time and trying to refresh on my computer. And it's not good radio. And I apologize for that. It's my fault. But, uh, oh, yep, chat messages are from people who have called in and made their voice heard. So we're going to move forward. Um, 508-996-0500. We got a lot of calls today discussing um, the Ward 3 campaign, discussing, you know, Sean Oliver's posts, uh, discussing uh, Carmen Amaral as well. And tomorrow's the vote. Again, you want to you want to get out there. You want to contact those campaigns, see if you can get a ride to the polls. And um, it's really important. This could be a race that's decided by five to ten votes. I told you there were state rep races up in the northern part of, of Massachusetts where there is a state rep sitting in the state house right now because she won by a single vote. Same thing with... Uh, State Senator. By the way, Je- uh, I mean, by his, another state rep in, um, I think it's uh, Pepperell. But by the way, uh, Jack Splain told me that uh, there were 90 application, uh, 90 absentee ballots taken out. Uh, I don't know how many, I don't know if that's how, I'll have to check again how many of those were returned, but 90 of them were, were, uh, were taken out, were requested. Um, and that's as of Friday. So I got to take one more break. I'll be right back. Spillane said it was uh, the he, the elections office told him Friday there had been about ninety absentee votes so far. So just just so you guys know, good evening. You're live. Yeah, just real quick, Marcus. Uh, regarding the elderly antagonist, I'm going to start calling him because of his distortion all the time. The mayor reached out to the bishop of Fall River Diocese at the initial stages of COVID, and by mutual agreement, the policy was enacted on what to do in the churches. So this distortion that he's claiming this week, because he claims a lot of them and then amplifies them and calls them the truth, was completely false. So, you know, they, they put that stuff on the air and they don't do their homework. That's all I have to say about that issue. I, I appreciate the call. By the way, Jack Splain said 90 absentee votes uh, so far. Oh, that's um, a good sign, then. Yeah, that's that, a good that's sign. That's a good sign. Yeah, that's it is a good sign. I agree. Yeah, great. Can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah. Me too. I'm excited. Yeah, we'll be here live coverage tomorrow. Uh, we I got a couple guests playing. Adam Bass is going to be um, Adam Bass is going to be at City Hall, so we'll get the live reactions to the uh, to the election. I'm hoping to get some precinct numbers, um, some precinct updates. Got to tap into uh, some uh, some sources. Hopefully, get some precinct updates so I can get some live updates as to what's happening.